A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon as we are, 52 weeks of the year. Even on those weeks where, when we actually can't physically get together on a Sunday night, which is uh, what is happening at the moment. JB and I, we, we, we said this at the end of the last podcast, yeah. we, might, we might as well come clean and be honest. We, we are going to get together on Monday uh, when Phil is back from his charity marathon walk effort. He's doing 100 and... Was it 120 miles walk? Yeah. Which is a hell of a lot. I mean, that's, that's brutal. Isn't it? Absolutely brutal. I'll, I'll give the charity again. Um, it's, um, what's the name of the walk? Rally Round Rupert. Rally Round Rupert, yes. For uh, someone we've all played rugby with uh, and a good bloke, George Mosey's son, uh, with a de- de- degenerative muscular uh, disease, which there is incredible scientific work going on to... Uh, develop cures for have already improved and extended young Roop's life and uh, with your help can make even more of a difference yeah brand new charity which I've set up it's a uh, it is a remarkable story and again I won't uh, I won't tell it on this podcast because I won't do it justice but I've had like messages messages of support from like Harry Kane um Sinfield which of course he would because he's he is the man yeah uh, and just lots and lots of endorsements which is good to see so hopefully they'll march around the Cleveland way in a timely fashion 109 miles, Cleveland Way, 100 friends, aiming to raise 100 grand for about, Rally Round Rupert. About five will finish. Yeah, well... Uh, I don't think I'd finish. It's tough, that. No, actually, I could finish. It's a walk, isn't it? Yeah. If it's just one one foot in front of the other, I could do that. If you want to uh, track how Phil's getting on and uh, send him your support, whether emotional or... Come on, a little bit of cash. Financial. Uh, GoFundMe has got the... Just look uh, look for Rally Round Rupert. Anyway, that's why Phil's not here. JB and I are here on the longest day. It's the 21st. It's Wednesday, Is it? It's Wednesday night. Right. So interestingly, I'm going to Barcelona tomorrow because just like Phil, I'm a hero. And <laughs> I picked last weekend to go. The reason I picked last weekend to go was because I did this about five, six years ago in Barcelona on the lightest day of the year um, or the weekend of the lightest day of the year. It is wild. What? Um, I'm sure there's some festival to right. mark it. So, so this isn't a stag do or anything? This is just a... No, no, it is a stag do, but oh. I manipulated everything to make sure it was this weekend <laughs> or last weekend. I used all of my powers to do this. Uh, I, I led the horses to water, and now they're going to drink. So I'm going to go again. <laughs> and it's, it's, honestly, last time, there are not many cities in the world, right, where your chances of getting mugged or pickpocketed are, broadly speaking, 100%, and it's still the best city in the world. 
And chances, I don't know if this is a story you shared or if this is a different friend of mine, the chances of waking up in a um, transsexual's No, house. this isn't my story. No, that's not your story. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> how, does, how does one do this? Where were this they? Story, who told me that? Who's telling me that about Barcelona? They got pickpocketed, had no phone or money, and then woke up in a in the in the house of um someone that was a transsexual phenomenal or, or, or was it a lady boy it was a lady boy a lady boy yeah wow i mean it was a, a, i don't know the ins and outs of the story but you get the gist yes yes um and they had a good weekend that's what that's that's all i heard from whoever that was that told me that story i thought it was you not about you but about a stag do you've been on <laughs> what, i wish what, it was me what social uh, what social kind of uh, games are you going to be playing well i'm going with a bunch of boys so it is my Future brother-in-law stagged him. Yeah. And his friends don't seem to be that organised. They've, they've opted for four nights in Barcelona, which I happily accepted. Yeah. Uh, they, from what I can tell, they haven't organised a thing. They have not organised a thing. Luckily, I've got maps and all sorts of stuff. So my rules are, broadly speaking, this. In the day, do what you do what you want with me. At night, you, you're more than welcome to come out with me, but I will be going out. <laughs> well, I, I don't know where we go from there, JB, but... Um... This is just a little offering to keep us ticking over until we get together for a, for a full podcast. But so uh, anything could have happened between when we record this now on Wednesday night and Sunday when we're putting this out. Yeah, it's a good chance that by the time we return from the various uh, things that we are doing, rugby has closed down altogether. Several clubs have <laughs> bankrupt. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a fascinating time in in rugby. So. Obviously, the two bits of news since we last podcasted were Wales adopting these ridiculous high-tackle laws. Now, it's unclear to me whether they're actually bringing them in or they intend to bring them in. So we'll have to wait and see. So I might get one more season in. They can't possibly say at this late stage. They, they Well, you'd think, next wouldn't season, you? Next season we're doing it's it. It's nearly July, so yeah, pre-season. pre-season training will be starting imminently. Correct. And they have released a statement... It's all. Uh, when you see all this, it's like the decision was already made. Of course, and, it's already and, made. Uh, the decision in all these cases, the decision's already made, and this is what sticks in the craw a little bit. It's just there's no honesty with it. No, it's completely dishonest. The decision was already made, and I think Wales were just scared by the PR disaster of the RFU Wales in England. Are a PR disaster, and this is what I was hoping for. Really, I was hoping for two things. Number one, there was a tactical mistake by England to do it first because this would have put all the other unions on alert like no we're not doing this because look at the backlash in England and the second thing I was hoping for is that the the WRU is such a hellhole whether it be harassment lawsuits whether it be the way that they're treating their players whether it be regional rugby uh, the north-south divide you name it it's all going wrong in Wales so to bring this onto the table for them as well I'm surprised that they did it, but they have reluctantly done it. It's not clear if they're going to bring it in for next season. So I need. Well, to that's what they say. That's the intention. Is that what it says? 20, Twenty-three, a two-year trial. They're saying a two-year trial at every level from Championship and below. Why not make the pros do it? I will never understand this. No. Why not make the pros do it? It's, it's, they they make a list, and I tell you what, some people on Twitter, uh, ex-pros who've got serious brain injuries which might or might not be linked to their dementia. We don't actually know that. It might be, it might not be. Who are pushing these changes on the community game should be ashamed of themselves because we're not suffering from these things in the community game. So why change our game when you took your money, 
you played the game, you took the risk, you got all the, all the fruits of your labour, and now you're changing the community game. Why not change the pro game? Well, so they might. So we've talked about this on many podcasts before, which people can go and God, check. I'm angry. I, 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 yeah, I guess I would summarise my thoughts on it in that there, there possibly was a window of time when... And, uh, the, the the threshold for these legal cases, which is what everyone seems to be saying, yeah, but well, we've got to do this because it's the legal cases. No. That the the legal cases have got to demonstrate negligence. Yes. So it's not just that it was a different time and we didn't have the awareness and that they the, the threshold for these people being able to prove they have to prove negligence. So they have to be able to prove that there was uh, there was knowledge of things which could have. Um, um, improved their uh, the concussion issue, which uh, th- there was a period of time where I'm sure there was there was research that was being done, and it might not have filtered down properly. There's a case there, but then they also have to demonstrate that it was rugby alone, yeah, and those incidents in that window of time which caused any potential issue later on because drinking, yeah, because any any number of things. I, I remember one of my earliest memories is of trying to cycle over a little ramp that we made out the front of my house and I just uh, the front wheel just went slowly off the end and I just landed on my head and I, I ended up in hospital I remember I have this vague memory of just like weaving up the garden path that's got as much chance to, to cause any degenerative brain issue well, as anything that happened on the field so I'm not I'm not negating that it's an issue I'm just saying the threshold is so high that that and as you've just pointed out the other s- summary I would well the thing that Phil always says is happy for a trial but there hasn't been there's no established demonstration of an issue at the community level of there's, the game. There's no issue in the community level. To make it a blanket trial at only the community game. Well, we just have to remember, don't we, that people who say they're following the science are so often not. And it's behaviour like this from authorities. Z- zealotry. Zealotry. Behaviour like, yeah, which makes everyone question everything. You know, It's not funny that they say we're following the science, yet they can't back it up. If anyone tells me to follow the science, I ask them a simple question. Give me the numbers then. Give me the numbers. And when you ask them for the numbers, it degenerates pretty quickly. Well, it degenerates to general general statements like, well, they had a trial in France and it came down. It's like, yes, but when you examine the yes. numbers, to it, what? You go, From o- where? over an entire season, it reduced the amount of concussions per team by less than half of one concussion. So, the R- so out of tw- 30 guys... An entire season, you'd have to play two full seasons to to get one further concussion. And concussion doesn't mean a huge one. It, it, it means anything where there might be a suspected concussion, which people were looking for. So the point being is it's, um, yeah, when you actually do break the numbers down, it, 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 I, we've said all this before on many podcasts. Yeah. It's just so it. when you actually drill, so the RFU don't put people forward, but they did put someone forward for the Lancashire meeting, which I attended. And when you really hammer home your points and you get them on the back foot and you make them explain, it degenerates to this. And this is not a word of a lie. They said, yes, we know it's not going to reduce the individual risk. Everyone needs to remember this. It will not reduce your individual risk, but it will reduce concussions overall. I swear to God this was said. And that will ease the pressure on the NHS. Oh, my what? God. Oh, my God. What are we doing to our game? Sorry. Oh my God. And that was from the RFU guy. So that was like his fullback position for when you really drill, drill down deep. And this is in front of many Lancashire clubs and both of our councillors. And they're still so incompetent that they voted this through. And thinking back about it now, now I've opened this can of worms of in, you know, just paying attention to the RFU. Their financial incompetence, their mismanagement of the game, you know, the state of the premiership, which 
is actually part of the RFE remit to make sure there is a healthy professional game, even though it's led by owners. You add all these things together. This is what they chose to spend their time voting on. They spent less time voting on this because it was, it was basically waved through by the councillors. Then they did voting on the transgender issue. They debated four hours on on tra- if transgender women can play in the women's game. Four hours they could be bothered to, uh, devoted to that. They pass this law which obliterates clubs like mine and my experience of, of the game without debating it. They didn't debate it. They just passed it instantly within thirty minutes. It tells you everything you need to know about these cowards. I, I'm, I'm I'd be up for a trial. I wouldn't. But, but this is well, no, I'm I'm okay Why? with a trial because because I think. But a trial, I, I don't mean a trial being every person playing up until the th- uh, third tier of the game all the way down. Well, we've had trials. And excluding the top two leagues. I, that is that is not a trial, that is implementation. <laughs> yeah, so the trials we've had were the Championship, was the Championship Cup or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. That was abundant because of safety, because it wasn't safer. And the other one was actually two weeks ago, where Rugby League trialled it in Bradford Academy, and it was 40 penalties by, by half-time. 40 penalties Wow. So they're trying to push us through, and it's got very little to do with safety. It's got I everything don't... to do with yeah. It's got almost nothing to do with the court cases, and it's yep. got everything to do with appealing to people who don't play the game and appeasing people who don't even like the game. They'll never be happy until this game is finished. So that's what represents. So, what was the thing the other day that I saw? Uh, I can't remember. There was some celebrity, and it happened again, and they. They apologised, and I just thought you're not actually sorry for that. You you just took a reasonable stance on something. It will it'll, it'll come to me who it was in a minute. But th- this is just you could. This happens all the time at the minute. Uh, a well-known person has a reasonable opinion about something, which some people may disagree with, and they say they say sorry to try and make it all go away. And, yeah, it, and they're um, not going away, and it won't go away, and it only, going away. it only makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. If, uh, saying sorry does not help. Well, well say sorry if you're sorry. If yeah, you, if, you so. actually, if you actually oh, think, I say no, sorry. No. yeah, yeah, all the time when I think that I'm wrong, yeah, but you know, if you're doing it just to make people go away, it won't, it won't work. Absolutely, pointless. it won't work. So th- there'll be something next. This this won't be enough. It'll, there'll be something next. Of course, right. The evil part about this, which nobody's picking up on, and I'm right about these things all of the time, absolutely all the time, is the little weasel language about the ball carrier dipping. That is going to be because this isn't going to work because ball carriers will dip. You know, there's still going to be concussions. The next thing is going to be restriction on ball carrier movement. It's going to be, you have to be up, upright and then you have to present a target for the tackler to hit. Yeah, because because I said on the last podcast, it's encouraging, Not I'm not happy for the reasons I've said, not because I'm against it, but just because this isn't the way to implement such a substantial change uh, with when the, when the evidence for it hasn't been established. But the that ambiguous statement about ball carrier's not dip, not dipping significantly into contact. What does significant mean? Well, not very much. Um, quite a lot is what we've established so far because the guidance in England appears to be that that means parallel to the ground, which never happens. But I, I, I suspect you're probably right. Over time, that will gradually change until they put through what they decided in the first place they wanted to put through anyway. Yeah. And the other thing was was French squad. So high tackle law. So, sorry, just to go back, does that mean you, assuming they, they are bringing this in, which it looks like they are, that that's that's you retired. Not 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 doing it. Not playing. Like people keep on sending me these invites to say a charity game. I can't remember the last one. It's like Sale Legends against for World Cliff testimonial, but it was played at FC. So I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what the matchup was. So is this new new laws or old laws? I'm not watching any new laws. Don't want to watch it. 
Um, I watch old ones, and when they change up for the, for the for the pro game, I might look at the amateur game. But you know, I think these people who are in charge of this, well, they're not doing it for the good of the game. They're not doing it for the for the victims of concussion. They're not doing it for the guys with, no, with dementia. No, they're, they're not doing it for something completely different. Yeah, and they're not doing it for the people who are currently engaged in the sport. No, absolutely not. They couldn't give, couldn't care less. In fact, they want us out of the sport. The best thing for them is for us to be removed from the sport, and hopefully they'll get a brand new imaginary rugby cohort, which more, which better suits the demographics that they're trying to appeal to advertisers with. That's what the hope is, because it's not trendy to say to your advertisers, well, rugby is watched mostly by middle-class white men. Give us some money. I mean, it's very cool if you're St. James's Place or one of the big investment houses. That's why it's the Investec Autumn Internationals, or for the longest time, the... Is it Bankers, HSB, um, HBOS, Six Nations, or, or whatever it is. But when you want to sell to, um, you know, you want to sell these advertisers, your imaginary demographic. Well, in this case, they've not got imaginary de- demographic. They've got no demographic once they've, once they've finished with it. So they're trying to invent a game which will create one, which is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Mm. Um, and the last thing I'll just say on this. It is not clear to me. I don't know if you've heard my... This is a crazy theory, but it is a theory. It's not clear to me. Right, that reducing concussions or head contacts is going to solve the problem of dementia. And in fact, reducing people being knocked out, and this does sound crazy to a, a, a lot of people, doesn't strike me as the best idea. So, oh, no, you've said this before, yeah. and I do think it's crazy, mate. Right. I do. Well, but, okay, but where if you're having 100 interventions every game, right? And your 100 interventions are causing minor to substantial to massive sub-concussive hits. Would it not be better just to be knocked out in the first uh, two, uh, two uh, minutes and uh, leave? I don't... No, I don't... You're engineering at a point where you're just mate, taking that, your brains to the nth no, degree. Well, no, no, uh, I, I, you see, this is the, I think you'll lose a lot of people with this. Why? Because... It is absolutely true. Mm. There's sub-concussive hits. It is absolutely, undeniably true. What? Well, no, hits no, it's it's not it's not true that, that yeah, but it's not true that only sub concussive hits cause that that issue. It's only it, it's the as in you're almost saying it would be better to get knocked out well, than get a. If you think about it, no. If you if all, you got knocked out after two minutes, mate, no, no. Hang on, why not? Just explain it logically. Why? Um, because you're <laughs> you're you're sort of you're predicating that one knockout would. Re- would would prevent someone from having lots of minor hits. That's exactly what would happen. But, mate, that's crazy. It, it, that, that's crazy it, thinking. But is that not true? That is crazy thinking. Is that not true? Well, no, because you could get knocked out in the 80th minute. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you're engineering a situation. Oh, mate, right? no, you, no, no, just I, wait. I honestly don't if think... you're engineering you a situation that you'll never get removed from a game of rugby, right, because you're not getting, knock- you're not getting knocked out, it's... It's not. It's, no, it's no. it's not a good thing. It's most people don't get most people. The vast majority, like t- to a crazy level, it's it's a it's a minuscule fraction of fraction of a tenth of a percent who get knocked out at any one time. Ever. I, I mean, count exactly. how many times exactly. You, no, but, no, but that's that's in the game now and for the last thirty years. Yeah. So so re- so it's not. So it's, I don't understand the point. That, okay. The reason I'm saying this is because actual knockouts, as in. You know, separation of consciousness happens very rarely in, say, the armed forces. But the examples of dementia and similar traumatic brain injuries 
uh, and related conditions are rife in armed services communities. Why is that? Well, so that, that, that would be the point I would make, is just that the point is, is whatever form rugby takes... Like whatever form boxing takes, no, whatever, no, no. Whatever just, you, you no, can, you boxing can't, involves a knockout, right? Well, yeah, but you cannot. Look, my point is, whatever form rugby takes, you cannot prevent uh, the danger. Whether that's a broken leg, whether that's a knock to the head, it Correct. doesn't matter. And people, people, as long people willingly accept that risk, and so leave us to it. Well, I mean, that is an absolutely key point. But what I'm saying is, people are also not thinking or accepting second order consequences. So if you're putting someone in a situation where they will just continue. I mean, if you get knocked down, not only are you removed from a game, you're removed from Man. subsequent games. I, I no, no, but, that, but that is true. That is undeniably true. If you are, say, in the Navy SEALs or Special Forces or you know, some, some such thing, you are receiving a load of subconcussive hits continuously, whether it be from firing machine guns, whether it be from bumpy vehicle rides, all sorts. And a lot of the trauma which they're receiving at the end of their career is linked to TBIs, but not necessarily yeah, knockouts. But it's so multifactorial, you don't, you, you can't put it down to any one thing. This because is my point. Pe- people go, That's you know, exactly yeah, right, yeah, Tim. Yeah, you know, exactly. So so it's almost... It's, so what we're looking at, right, so it's in, in, it's, is we're saying... So, so, but, but you see what you're going to... You're just, you're just cr- putting a giant target on you for being uh, um, zealot in your own way by going, it would be better if we, no. we we had a game where people got knocked out. No, no, no. I'm not saying it'd be better, right? I said it might be better. And that the evidence is completely incom- is utterly incomplete. So if you're telling me, right, that we're going to remove this, you know, the, like the knockout factor, are you that, doing that. that because it's gratuitous on TV, because it's the wrong PR, because that's like the headline thing. And if you remove that, you think, say, look, we've actually solved the problem now. There's no more problem. And yet what you're doing is you're engineering a situation where lads just get loads, loads more subconcussive hits I don't, over and over I, I don't think they get loads more. Why? Because the game's already because the game hasn't got any, uh, the game hasn't changed in that the sense. The game is changing all the time. No, no, no but you, the game hasn't changed in that sense where you will always get subconcussive hits playing rugby, w- w- which and you level? always have at, at every level? level. Yeah, but I truly believe. So, I truly believe that this is the, this is the thing which is so ironic about my stance and what people think I think, which is I really believe there is a huge, huge concussion issue at the top level level of the game. I think they're looking at it completely, completely the wrong way because they're looking at let's not let's make sure that there's no more knockouts. When actually, if you watch these guys train and play and you see how hard that they hit each other, you know, for a lot of people, you look at that Heineken Cup final, right? Oh no, it's, it's brutal. If I, you got knocked out in like the fifth minute, your yeah. brain health would be immeasurably better, mate, mate, immeasurably well, better. This, this is where I, th- I just, I just can't go. I can't because go with you on going. It would be better to be knocked out in five minutes than play an eighty-minute game of rugby. That's bonkers. Mate, that's, that's madness. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. That's madness. Because? 
Huh? Because why? Why? I I think that uh, you know. Well, that's like going. I like drinking because you remove I yourself like from drinking. The game, right? you, it'd be better if you had rather than have a whole night drinking. Mm-hmm. It'd be better if you just drank that full bottle of vodka, so you passed out, and no. then because you might you might not have as much drink overall. What would be analogous for the whole night? Would be if if you started the handicap final and immediately broke your leg, it'd be like saying, "Oh yeah, you'd be better off staying and staying and play, play, playing on." And it sounds ridiculous, but you know, the, the combined wear wear and tear, and I just don't think they've thought nearly enough about the amount of hits that these guys are getting and when they're not getting knocked well, out. Well, I, I, okay. That's the point. Well, uh, the so amount I, of hits that when they're not getting knocked out. Right, so I, I think... far more important. I, I think you sh- it sh- your point should be a yes, or it should be a yes and, not a no but. As in, you could go, hold on, don't just focus on um, knockout things, because that's... That's exactly what I said. No, no, no. But you, but, it's but, precisely but, what I said. But when you say it would be better to be knocked it out in five be minutes... We don't know. Right. Okay. You do not know, right? By removing by removing the thing, right? Your body knocks you out, so you do not continue in. You do not continue the activity no, that caused no, you to get knocked no. out. That's why it does it. Well, no, your body knock, knocks you out because you had such a hit that your your body's like you're physically unable. Yeah, to, to it must exist, right? That mechanism must exist evolutionary for a reason, and it's probably when your body has had enough. I'll just. Well, I'll, I'll just go. Well, I guess. So you're removing that and you're just replacing it with hundreds and hundreds more sub- subconcussive hits. Well, it's, it's a problem. You're not replacing it. It's, it's an and. And well, it's an, it's an and, isn't no, no, it? It's not. It's not an either not... or. You've created a. You've created a binary, which isn't a binary. Well, we'll let the listeners decide. But I think I'm yeah. on fairly solid ground there. Okay. What What I would say is that I, I think the subconcussive hits, as you put it, is definitely been factored in at the top level because that players are only limited to 45 minutes of full contact in any given Which is training week. 100% correct. Yeah. 100% so, correct. But that, that that reflects that there is an awareness of what you're talking about. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a broader injury point as well. So in the NFL, in their collective bargaining agreement, it's literally like a workers' rights thing. Like, we're not going to come to work and do all those things which you've said. And there is an argument, isn't there, once you get to professional level. Do you need do you need to learn how to tackle? Well, actually, yes, because um, the RFU uh, the RFU and World Rugby hold tackle workshops, so potentially you do. But yeah, that I think that's more of like a workers' rights collective bargaining thing, which is I don't want to do any more than this, which is absolutely fair. Yeah, and nah. smart rugby teams, yeah, will Im- implement this anyway. And actually, smart rugby teams playing under a very tight salary cap should be doing that because you need your best fifteen. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, that uh, check your thoughts in contact deadchasers at gmail dot com on the email. Um, just before we go to the the France squad, uh, did, have you seen the video of Charlie Yules on the row machine? <laughs> you mentioned this upstairs; it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so he in England training camp. Um, he just they're obviously doing a two hundred meter for time thing, mm. which isn't very long. Um, it doesn't take very long. It certainly doesn't take Charlie Yules very long. He did it in twenty nine seconds, which is. Because I, because I, because at first I thought, yeah, that's that's quite quick. But how quick is it? So I, I did the calculator of what split time that is. And if you've been on a rower or a, one of the concept two ergs of any type, you'll understand what a split time is. Time per five hundred meters. The time per five hundred meters that Charlie Yule's averaged for his two twenty nine second two hundred meter row was one minute twelve point five seconds. Unreal. Unreal. One minute, twelve point five seconds. Yeah. So this is again one of the things I talk about continuously. When I, so I'm doing a weightlifting competition in a few weeks' time. 
I'm nowhere near strong enough. It's going to be embarrassing, but I'm going to do it. And I asked a few Premiership rugby players what they could lift in, the, in, in this competition. Based, and bearing in mind, I'm fairly well grounded now in sort of the amateur CrossFit sort of numbers and um, you know, what they should be. The numbers blew my mind. And yet we don't know about this. The fact that Charlie Yules is, I mean, he's an elite rugby player. He might be an even more elite rower. And nobody knows. Nobody knows. These are the things that we should be talking about because they're incredible. They're absolutely remarkable achievements. Yeah. I mean, if by all means, next time you're in a gym, just get on a rowing machine and just try and hit try and hit the highest or lowest split time you can just once. Yeah. Just go for 20 seconds. Just pull as hard as you can to try and get your, your highest split time. And I couldn't, no way could I get close to Charlie Yule's just once, let alone over 30 seconds. Well, I'll just give you another anecdote about um, professional rugby players. I know a guy. Retired, and if he's listening to this, he'll know exactly who he is and who I'm talking about. But he'll say himself, oh, it's never a top-level rugby player. Well, he played in the Premiership, so he was bloody, you know, he was good enough. And we were talking about lifts the other day. Now, you know, eight, an 80-kilogram snatch is no mean feat. Oh, that's it's, good. It's difficult. And he says, yeah, Which, I which for any uninitiated, is taking the bar from the floor to above your head without catching it at your shoulders in between. Yes. So kind of straight up. And he does 80 for reps from, like, the hang power position. Wow. Because that's what he does. And he's, like, I guess he's 43 to 45, maybe a bit older. He just does that for fun. Like, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. So, and, you know, so this, this is who you're watching. And, I don't know, the rugby authorities decide that no one's interested. You should all be interested. It's amazing. Well, it is amazing. And it also further highlights, just to dovetail back very briefly, like, although not wanting to go down that rabbit hole, but it just does highlight the difference between the community game and the elite game. Yes, and it the, does, doesn't the, it? The, the, the vast, un- incalculable difference in risk did you, for elite players than, than amateur players. Did you see that Instagram video that I sent you earlier on today? Uh, no. Sent it to our, our group. So we have a group that used to play rugby draft together. I sent it because I thought it was interesting. It's an American coach, and he was talking about the development of young kids. And he pointed out that kids who pitch in the mini World Series, is that the right word for it? The mini World Series, as in the, the World Series of baseball played by kids. Okay, well, well yeah, whatever kids that World is. Series, yeah, whatever yeah. that is, right? So it's a very rarely pitch at the senior level, at the elite level. And the reason is because the very best kids are taught skill and skill is great and all the skills are fine but your window for learning skills is a lot is a lot bigger than your window for learning athleticism working out becoming a physical specimen so you might have all the skills in the world but if you don't have that physical base then you're not going to make the top level it just got me thinking about how rugby talks about itself now because we want to promote all the positive things in, in rugby rather than what you really need which is Sheer brutality, and it's well, all about courage, fun and being, fun just, being with your mates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that as well. I, but you know what? It's a lot. It, yeah, courage is really important, but it's a lot easier to be courageous when you're an absolute mutant. How can I put this in the um, in family friendly terms? So, uh, um, someone that you know quite well, um, for, involved in rugby. At a you know quite a quite a high level, said to one of the lads in my uh, under sixteens team, okay. team, said that I'm going to name no names, and he he said, yeah, get in the gym, work out because 
Best case scenario, you end up being a Sail Sharks player. You might play for England and awesome. Worst case scenario, <laughs> you'll clean up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girls will like you. It's not a hard thing. There's a, a lad that comes with his dad to um, our CrossFit gym. He must be 15. I'm like, you need to stay in here and you need to do extras. I'm so Trust je- me. I'm so Trust jealous me. of Louis. I'm so jealous. Of my, my son Louis has been coming to CrossFit for about a year now. I'm so, I imagine if we'd found CrossFit at 14, Joe. I can't. I, I, I simply, my, my mind would be blown. Yeah, absolutely blown. But but this is the point, right? So it, the reason this triggered me when I was watching this clip is I was thinking, bloody hell, I wonder if there's something in this for rugby. Because when you listen to rugby, it's all about skills. And do you remember our conversation on Sunday when we're talking about like how vast England's player pool is? What are they doing with them would be the, like, the first question because it doesn't seem too productive. Um, and then I thought like, what are the South Africans doing? Now, I'm not saying we should go full South Africa. Feeding them kilos of biltong. And, yeah. And, and some of the... Go and visit that doctor down that alleyway there. Yeah, some of the results <laughs> they, they achieve are, you know, suspicious. But let's just enjoy it. Let's, let's not ask any questions. Let's just enjoy it. Uh, they're, they're Dutchmen, aren't they? They're, hu- they're just huge. Yeah. it's. Have you seen the Duan van der Merwe picture at a barbecue yeah. when yeah. he's 17? I think he... Yeah. So I, think, I mean, it's just working hard, isn't it? Maybe he? it's just an Instagram filter that made it. It's a filter, look, yeah. It's a filter. Look, yeah. I mean, it could just be... That, that level of testosterone at that age, we just don't know, do we? We just don't know. Good bry barbecue. Um, so anyway, yeah, Charlie Yours is a mutant. Yeah, and the scary thing is, probably not not even in the top five best rowers in um, in the Premiership. He might be, actually, because he's a second row. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure it will be a second row or a, a, a tall back row. Tom well, Ward has got some ridiculous splits. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that, actually. I'm thinking who, who would be really good. Uh, that guy is at Northampton... Um, the Alex Moon, I Alex bet. Alex Moon, yeah. All he's, the second he's rows incredibly fit. All the second rows would be good. And you've got to remember that Matt Simons, who played for Harlequins and Wasps and, and the Irish, Irish yeah. and Chiefs, famously, um, he was a rower of a very high stature before he was a rugby player. And actually, he told me that he was much fitter as a rower than he ever was as a rugby player, which is incredible. Fit for what, though? Rowing. Yeah, fit for rowing. Yeah. And he also said that he's much fitter in New Zealand than he was over in the Premiership. Hmm. Because he said in the Chiefs, they would just play from anywhere. So if his tap and go was on, they would just tap and go. Yeah. But, you know, is that the kind of rugby you want? No. You want Will Skelton in, in La Rochelle. That's what you well, want. Well, speaking of that, let's have a look at that French squad because, I mean, that they are. They've named their 42-man preliminary squad, so nine players will have to be shaved off of this one. And maybe more if... People like Anthony Jelonch managed to get back and fit. He's got an ACL injury, which I think is going to keep him out till August. So I suspect he'll probably miss the World Cup, which is a shame for him. But my God, JB, they're stacked. Yeah, and they've not called up Emmanuel Muir. And I can't really understand. He's available after the World Cup. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Like, there was some... The way it's covered, I've always understood he is available after the World Cup. Yeah. But they're covering it like he should be available now. No, I think his time, his eligibility, I think it may have, may have something to do with COVID. I'm not sure. Do you know what? It might be something to do with the fact that it might be something to do with the fact he is eligible for another country, Australia. And that's why the interest is because he's having to forfeit a World Cup to go and play for France. That is it. It was because uh, Eddie Jones called him straight away day one and said, have I missed the boat? And he said, yeah, I think you have, Eddie. Yeah. Well, why would you move from Toulouse? You're top 14 champion, um, semi-finals of the Heineken Cup. Things are going absolutely great. The only thing which can really happen now is you're going to get paid even more money and you're going to be an absolute icon in France. So why would you possibly go back to Australia? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at their squad. My so God, I think one of the biggest inclusions here is Baptista Ram. Yes, I agree. It's, that's really good. Well, him and um, Brice Doulan are back in the squad. So France have obviously got Dupont, and he's nailed on number one. And after that, it is. Do you say his name, Luku? Maxim Luku. Yeah, who's nice, great player. Well, good, good player, but not particularly special. He's the sort of guy that you bring on to sort of. I know, close off a game. So, that, and that's what I think it'll be. I don't think Saran will be on the bench. I no. think it'll be Dupont starting, Luku on the bench, and if Dupont's not available or they cho- choose to rotate, I think Saran starts. So there's a kind of analogy here with England who did something similar. So I'm trying to think um, which way we on, on this one. Was it? I think it was with the with 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 fly halves. Uh, they were going to start. Uh, oh no, no. So, so it would be. I think it will be the way England do it. So I think um, Farrell will likely start at ten. Yeah. Marcus Smith will likely be on the bench. Yeah. Uh, if Owen Farrell's not available, George, George Ford, Ford, George yeah, Ford will exactly start at ten. Yeah, George. Yeah. yeah. We did talk about this the other week. Yeah. So it's kind of analogous to that. Yeah. I think, uh, but it's an almighty squad, and yeah. imagine. I mean, it's not like I don't think the. Six Nations squads are that important, actually, because they've already been together for a campaign in the Six Nations. They know each other fairly well. It's not like they're all coming from different leagues. And, you know, the Irish centrally contracted, Scottish, not quite, but, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all familiar, same with the Welsh. Whereas I think these camps really matter for the smaller nations, Georgia, Tonga, Fiji, Samoa. That's where the focus should be at this point, because this is the time which they'll find absolutely invaluable now. Whereas the others, I mean, yes, it's important, of course, but... Mm. This is more about who are going to be the the I'm just think 23 man squad. Who are going to be the nine players that aren't in the first team? Do you know what's astounding me though is the attitude of some of the Welsh guys, and I understand it in a lot of ways. Um, so Justin Tipperick apparently I'll just pull the mic in. So Justin Tipperick apparently said to Warren Gatland, he just doesn't think his body is ready for the rigors of a World Cup preparation, which is incredible, really. You know, bearing in mind what, what that man's been through. Like, the fact that World Cup preparation should be this hard. But Wales' World Cup preparation has been notoriously hard ever since they've been in the mountains of France or uh, wherever else that they've been in the past. And it also tells me that the, the French, sorry, that the Six Nations teams and the established teams use this time now basically to work on their fitness, to get mm. in the best possible condition that they can be, whereas the Fijis and Tongas are basically using this time to get to know each other. If indeed it's you know they're even together, yeah. Well, it's a stack, it's a stack squad. Um, uh, there's a couple of young lads though to keep an eye on. Um, the Louis Beer Bar, uh, Beer Bar, Biel Biare, I think, no winger for Bordeaux, right. ni- nineteen years old, just shit off a stick, awesome, good. And uh, em- Emilian Gaeton, the centre winger. One of those could make the squad, and they are both like nineteen, twenty, awesome, just Brilliant. awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, if they weren't in the French squad, they'd be involved in the under twenties this weekend, which is starting. Are you going to watch any of this under twenties? Yeah, I will. Are you going to do any work on it uh, for for ITV this weekend? I'll be uh, like voicing the 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 wrap up show. Now, are you worried about AI this taking weekend? over on the on the tennis? Oh, mate. AI is coming for all of our jobs in broadcasting. Don't, gee, it's unreal. I mean, it's, I'm I'm taking the sort of opinion that um, so there's a there's a there's a bit of software being launched called or called Radio GPT, and basically, oh okay, 
uh, basically this company in California or Ohio, actually, I think it's Cleveland, they have developed this software which basically they go into radio stations now going, you don't need human presenters. Um, we can do it for oh, you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So sinister. It's And it's really quite the, the the most annoying part of this is it actually sounds quite good <laughs> <laughs> it sounds quite good but they turn I, up on time yeah well, they, don't, they don't need they, holidays they don't need holidays lunch breaks or money um so but i'm taking the view if if i can be replaced by a a machine i just need to be better so well you make a good point i mean maybe rugby will it's hard to say i mean i've not heard any of the ai commentary from wimbledon have you no Oh, sorry, this is why you asked. Yes. There's AI commentary. Oh, you've not heard this? No. Yes, there's AI commentary for Wimbledon this year. And I don't know where... Surely this is just like descriptive stuff. No idea. Whatever the case, it's incredible. Some of the stuff you're able to do. But then there's things now, and we need to get on this with the the podcast, but just to... Yeah, here's a great example. So this, this demonstrates what can be done and how much time it could save you and what doors it could open up. A friend of mine... um had to sign a little license because he was used as a test voice for one of these companies doing this kind of work. Wow. So he had to sign all these legal papers. What they were able to do is he read something into a microphone. Yep. It instantly transcribed it. Uh, He cannot speak Spanish. It instantly instantly transcribed it into English, instantly converted it into Spanish, instantly made his voice, quote unquote, speak perfect Spanish. That's incredible. All like that. That's incredible. So in in our business, Bid, Bid Monaco, Independent Financial Advisors, uh, we are trialling um, like dictation software, um, like speech to text, and we, we actually bought this stuff from one of the market leaders. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So I'm amazed that that works so well, actually. Well, and so there's one for, like, you don't need to have, like so I'm looking at a waveform now on a audio editing software. You don't need to understand audio editing software anymore. People can record a podcast, hit stop. It will have instantly transcribed the text. Yes. And you can delete the bits of text you want to take out and it will delete that from the audio. Amazing. Amazing. That is a bit of a game changer. Yeah. And there's ones where, again, you so you record a podcast. It can do that. You can just delete, oh, I'll take that paragraph out and it will take the audio out and just make it sound perfect. And then it will also, you just hit a button and, and it will tell you, here's what I suggest the title is for the podcast. Here's um, a description for it, for all your metadata. And, st- and here's some, it, it analyzes it. It can summarize what the podcast is about. It can automatically take what it has decided. It has worked out from algorithms. What is the best clip to take? And it will automatically cut that out and put it ready to go in TikTok or Instagram or Twitter. It's it's bonkers and this is the way i'm looking at it it could save people so much time couldn't it just so on tennis i see it being completely possible that ai could probably do it because i guess there's two people there's a number of strokes i'm sure tennis fans will be like jb what are you talking about it's such a complex game i'm sure it's very complex yeah sure um i wonder how ai would deal with the breakdown because i mean that really is difficult and I think maybe rugby has got a stay of execution for its commentators because it is so bloody complicated. Yeah, I agree with that. You need three or four guys all pondering what happened yeah. to work out what Cricket, ha- tennis, baseball, they've all got limited... I mean, yeah, it's complex in its own way. There's nuances, but mm. it's it's simple. Alter, it, it's, it's, there's lots of 
of those elements that are closed. 100 metres, no problem. Yeah. You know, these, there's some things which are no problem. And there's a rugby which would be a bit of a nightmare, I'd imagine. But who knows? I mean, these things develop incredibly quickly. As for podcasting, I mean, all these chatbots are is are a compilation of, and I say chatbots because they're not really AI, they're just chatbots, which you know, go through the internet and then just pick up things which are of interest. And okay, yeah, they are. Well, well, they're, they're, they're actually a bit more impressive than that, but yeah, effectively yeah. they are. Because not, but in in only a couple of years, ninety percent of all articles online will be AI generated. Yeah, because do you know why though? Because journalists are terrible. So it's not because of anything else. Because journalists are terrible. I'm pretty safe as a broadcaster. No AI is going to come up with the idea that it's a good idea to get knocked out on knocked out on a rugby pitch and then back <laughs> up with argument. No, no, no one is. So, you know, maybe if journalists put a bit more effort into their work and actually thought about second-order consequence and, you know, thought through their thoughts, they would they would save their jobs. But uh, the vast majority of ones which I've encountered, with a, a few exceptions, they're screwed. So same, same with the woke... Po- I mean, you could easily program an AI to do some woke podcast. It'd be easy. It'd be the easiest thing in the world. Rain, uh, wave, wave the flag and cheer. I tell you who could be replaced by AI, his views were so predictable, was the ex-head of Premiership Comms. I mean, that is, it's like, almost like his job was done by AI for, for, for the longest time. So, yeah, bad people will lose their jobs to AI and, uh, you know, they deserve it. That's where, I, that's where I've got to. So, I, yeah, so message is uh, be better. Um, and with that in mind, we are just a quick reminder that we're here every single Monday morning, 52 weeks of the year, even when we're not actually physically here. But we will be back again to record a proper podcast based based on the latest news, which may have happened Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and when and we can hear all about Phil and his uh, brilliant effort with Rally for Rupert, which you should go and check out online and give him your support. Let the boys play. I was right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 